Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Are you excited? Fantastic. Turn with me, please. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1. And there are heaps of things that I'm wanting to share. This is probably going to turn into uh, part one and two, or maybe more. The Lord showed things in terms of his dealings with his people recorded in the scripture, things that enable us to get an insight into our own nature, an insight into who God is and how he intersects with our responses or reactions. How God comes through when we go to him. And how when we try and do things on our own and in our own strength, we actually come up short. Mm-hmm. Okay. For many believers, yes, we know God is there. Yes, we know we're walking by faith. Yes, we know we're trusting him. But we've also had a lot of training. We've been, you know, we've studied this. We've, we've worked at things for a period of time. And we think we've got a reasonably good handle on life. And it's really easy for us to default to our own understanding. And yes, we say we're trusting the Lord, but actually we've made a plan. I, I'm talking about people you know. I'm not talking about you, okay? So just like, you can be relaxed, it's okay. Just somebody you might know, okay? So it's really vital for us to go back into the word that it might jolt us into a revelatory understanding of the times that we live in and to monitor our own responses, right? Remember that thing of taking the test, self-evaluation, yeah. So we're evaluating our lives all of the time. Am I in the right place at the right time? That I might be a path of least resistance. Didn't you just love that this morning? Thanks, Steve. That was great. So we want to be somebody who's used by the Holy Spirit that he might cause his life and his power and his light to flow and shine through us into this dark world. Anybody up for that? Okay, good, good. So, I think I've given you enough time to get into Deuteronomy chapter 1. Did I tell you which verse? How prophetic are you? It is, in fact, 19. All right. (laughs) You know what? Hey, if we don't try, if we don't try, we're not actually going to grow in these things. Yeah? Okay. Come to the activations. We'll help you to actually step into getting words of knowledge. Because, you know, when you you walk up to the, the, the person 
who's looking really down in the mouth. And at this stage, you have to do it prophetically because you can't see with the mask on if they really are down in the mouth. One day, oh Lord, make it soon. These masks will disappear. Oh Lord, please let it be soon. But you you see somebody and they're looking a little bit despondent. And you say, Holy Spirit, is there something that I could share with them that would encourage them? And you know, you need a conversation opener. It's kind of like, hey, is your name George? Is your birthday on the 6th of July? Right? Maybe it's a second name. Do you remember that from a few weeks ago? Tell you what happened a few weeks ago. You must stay to the end of the meeting. Because at the end of the meeting, Daryl said, I believe the Lord's got a word for somebody. I think your birthday is on the 6th of July. And I think your name is George. It's probably a second name. Is there somebody like that in the building? And everyone's. Guess what? Steve Perks' dad is Chris George Perks, and his birthday is on? Wow. Wow. What is the prophetic word at best? A few. Okay, a few. And so here's the, here's the thing. Sometimes when a prophetic word is, is, or a word of knowledge is shared, and people are kind of like, oh, I don't know if it's really me or not. It's kind of like, it's your name, it's your birthday, it's your street address. Ah, oh, maybe it's somebody else. <laughs> now, I tell you, this is what happens. This is what happens. And then the person kind of like who's risking, you know, stepping out there, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, I blew it. True as nuts. When the meeting's over, they'll come up to you. I'm not sure if it's me or not, but ding, 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 ding. It's kind of like, mm, that would be you. <laughs> yep. Was it 7-7? Seven, seven? Yeah. It was with, uh, so the address was, uh, your address has got a 7 in it, your birthday's got a 7 in it, and there was some other thing as well. And it was kind of like, yeah, boom, that's me. Anyway, hallelujah. All right. No, 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 no. 19. Deuteronomy 1, verse 19. Then, so this is Moses, Moses speaking. Moses is giving a recap to the people of God. He's, he's 120 years old now. Okay, so he's been around, I was going to say the block, but it was actually the wilderness. And you know what it is with older people? They tell the same stories. Yeah? You know anyone like that? Okay. And, and so he's doing a recap again for the people of Israel. And then, obviously, he's got a scribe, and it's being recorded. And so he's, he's thinking back, and he's reflecting as he sits around the bride fire with his quail and a bit of manna. And 
And uh, they just, he's just recapping what God did for them and the journey. But the amazing thing is that this was the PG version, parental guidance. Because he didn't just tell all the good things. He also took out the shambok. And he, he actually included the things that were very disturbing, destructive, and negative. He didn't whitewash it. You know, that's God. Not the shambok part. The whitewashing part. God doesn't hide things under the carpet and pretend it never happened. No. His grace and the power of his blood is bigger and stronger and more powerful than any blemish, stain, blot, any issue. Right? The amazing thing is, in Jesus' bloodline, there were some characters that we would not have considered worthy to be in the bloodline. How about King David? A murderer. An adulterer. Somehow God is able to redeem broken things. Things that have been bent out of shape. And he can redeem those things and use it for his purposes. Oh, why is that so encouraging? Well, if God only used perfect people, we're not qualified. True. So it gives us great hope when we see, wow, God can use someone and even a people if they go astray, but if they turn to him, he will redeem and restore. But the story of the turning and the redeeming, it's important for us to, to know that there's stuff that need to be turned from. And so the scriptures include some of the gory details as well. Okay. So, Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 19, is doing the overview. He's telling the story. And he's describing the wilderness wanderings. They've come into the, the wilderness. They've crossed over the Red Sea. The Egyptian army is no more. They've had amazing experiences at Mount Sinai and the tablets and all the rest of it. As you can see, I'm still preaching from a tablet today. God was always way ahead of his time. Hey? Then... As the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through, that, through all that vast and dreadful wilderness that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord the God of your ancestors, other translations better say, the God of your forefathers, uh, told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Okay. So, 
God had spoken through their forefathers. Who's he referring to? Abram, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Remember the bones. All right. And so they had this history over 400 years of repeating from one generation to the next. This is the promise of God. One day we're going to come to the promised land. God will come through for you. Surely God will come to your aid. Yes? They've seen God do mighty, miraculous wonders and signs. And the, the ten um, massive tests of Pharaoh... And, of course, the last one being the Passover. They've seen the Red Sea open up, and they're popping through on dry land. They've seen the world's number one superpower militarily wiped out in a day, one battle. And they didn't have to lift a finger to destroy that army. God washed all over it. Yeah? They have seen God do crazy, crazy things. Now they're on the verge of taking hold of the prophetic promise being passed down from generation to generation. They've been rehearsing it. They've been looking forward to this their whole lives. And Moses says, okay, now God's given it to you. Now's the time actually grab a hold of it. It seems like a paradox, doesn't it? God has given it, but you must grab it. Many supernatural believers, they're really good for the, give me the prophetic word, and then I'm just going to sit back and wait. But they're not so good at the, now go and take hold of it. And very often I am provoking you. To action. Yes, use the prophetic word, but do something with it. So James said, faith without action is dead. You need some action to go with the faith in order to apprehend what God has given to you. So what is it that God has promised you? What do you need to go and apprehend? Because some of us just go from prophetic word to prophetic word, scripture to scripture, and then we think, you know what? I'm actually going to sit back and do nothing, and God must do it all. And then you wait a very, very long time. And maybe that prophetic word that was given to you and your family is not appropriated in your generation, guess what? God will raise up another generation to step in and take hold of that which was promised to you. So it's not lost in the sense of God's intention will still be fulfilled, but you could lose out the benefit of it in your lifetime. Does it make sense? Okay, so we need to stir ourselves up, yeah? So what are the prophetic words? Ah, they're in a file somewhere. Hmm, and what good is that doing you? Hmm, 
Right now, I'm preaching to myself. We've all had so many encouraging words from the Lord. And for some of us, because we haven't seen them come about in the first three weeks, we put the file in the shel- on the shelf or in the cupboard, it's gathering dust, and we've temporarily, almost permanently, forgotten that there even were words. We got so caught up in the wandering around in the wilderness that we haven't lifted up our eyes to the promise. Every now and then, God will drop a Moses moment. And he will say, this is what God has promised, now go. That promise was hanging around for well over 400 years. Hanging there, hanging there. Now go. Hallelujah. The Lord has got great Moses moments for us to ignite us, launch us, get us going. And as we step into 2022, gosh, the first month's already gone. Oh, my goodness, can you feel that acceleration thing beginning to happen? Well, the time's accelerating. Yeah, look, we were in like a time warp, 18 months, the lockdown, right? I mean, we couldn't tell one month from the next. All of us lost a year somewhere along the line. It's like, same old, now all of a sudden, the years, the calendar's going, and we kind of, oh, we got to catch up with it. Feel like that? Okay. Good. Get going and catch up with what God has said to you. Get up, get going, and catch up. You want me to say it one more time? Get up, get going, and catch up. There comes a time when the Lord says, you've been marching around this wilderness long enough. Now, let's go. We're at one of these let's go moments. We, we look at what's going on in the world and in the country, and we can't like thinking, this is not a good time, God. And we can come up with all kinds of reasons why it's not a good time. Secret. Ready? Okay. The enemy will always organize circumstances that are against you. It's never a good time if you listen to the devil. But we don't listen to the devil. All right. So he says to them, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Why did Moses have to say, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged? He said, listen, God's given it to you, go and take it, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Clue? Probably circumstances were going to come against them that would cause them to be afraid and discouraged. 
2022, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Is that a good word? Hmm. What is the implication of that word? What are we going to face? We're going to face some things that cause us to be fearful, anxious. Kind of like, oh my goodness, what's the government doing now? Oh my goodness, what's my neighbor doing now? Oh my goodness, what's happening to the rand? Or the price of fuel? Or my pothole-ridden road? What's going on with the war? So many things that can cause us to become fearful, anxious, afraid. And then the delay, the delay. Can cause us to become discouraged. A lot of people start with a great flurry. I mean, we know this. We make jokes about it every year. New Year's resolutions. Yeah, listen, we've long since given up on those, hey? Yeah. We, we just gonna, we're just walking one long journey of obedience in the same direction as we're following him. This calendar construct... You know, it helps us break it into sort of sizable chunks. But actually, it's the same resolution that we're going to follow Jesus our whole lives. Right? Thank you. But we know that people, when they make New Year's resolutions, they jump at it, they get all excited, and it lasts for a couple of weeks. Yeah? Come on, some of you go to the gym. You're not admitting it. Okay. There are people, I know, there are people like this. There are a few. There are people who go to the gym. Okay. And they will tell you, I can't because I don't go to the gym. They will tell you that January you can hardly find space on the machines. Yeah? Yeah? And the peak training hours, it's just like, man, you standing in line just to get on, you know, it's the treadmill or whatever it is. But after about three weeks, the queue's not as long. By the time you get to the end of January, it's, you, you're almost the next person on the machine. By the time you get to the middle of February, machines open everywhere. What's happened? Start with a flurry and then fade off. For some of them, because they didn't see the results that they were after, it didn't, the solution, whatever wasn't, the victory didn't come as quick as they wanted, and they lost the tenacity and the perseverance to push through. Right? We need to ensure that we don't face discouragement. Because we hit it hard, but we don't actually have the perseverance to match it. That we can keep going in the long run.
So Moses, he warns the people, guys, God's given us the land, but we actually need to go and fight and take hold of it. We see later that military campaign took more than five years. Yeah? God had given it to them. Now go and fight. Um, it's a long battle. It's going on for more than five years. Now, if you're expecting it all to land in your lap in three weeks, you're going to be discouraged when you get to three months, let alone three years. And you know what? You haven't even finished the job. So don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Why am I telling you this? God has put things in our heart with regards to our lives, with regards to our church family, with regards to our beautiful city, Joyburg, and with regards to this great nation, South Africa. Yes? Promises of revival. Dreams and hopes and prayers and prophetic words about the kingdom coming and expanding in just explosive ways. Yes? It's okay. It's a safe place. You can nod. You say, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes we actually got to keep pushing. Even though the Lord has said, I've given this to you, go for it. It's going to take us a while for us to actually see it taking root and taking effect. It doesn't mean that God is not in the activity. It just means through faith and patience, you will inherit the promises. Endurance and perseverance are good, godly characteristics. And God is working perseverance in our lives as we trust him. He's working on our character that this whole life is a test proving who we are. So don't give up if the prophetic word doesn't happen in three weeks or three months. Let's keep going for it. Yeah? We're likely to face some fairly significant challenges and battles in the world this year. On the international front, the guys are spoiling for a big war. Mm-hmm. Joe? He just needs to figure out which way to point. Sorry, that was bad. Joe is spoiling for a fight. It's not his fight, but he's spoiling for a fight. His fight's not with Putin. His fight is with his own people. And he's trying to do this to distract them from all the nonsense that's going on in his backyard. Unfortunately, if this thing goes ahead, I mean, Ukraine themselves don't want a war. You've got to be seeing at a bigger, 
bigger picture of what's going on. There's spoiling around and all the stirring up, creating all kinds of havoc and distractions. Okay, why am I saying this? We're probably going to face a number of challenges this year. But we were just singing, God is good. But I went to checkers, and they're out of a few items on the shelf. Like, what's going on here? So then I go to pick and pay, and gosh, they don't have that and that and that. What's going on? Some of my comforts are being removed. Things are not so easy. Yeah, I'm choosing to ride my bicycle more, not so much because I need the exercise, but have you seen the price of fuel? You're tracking with me. So there are a number of things that we're going to be facing in the natural that are going to rally against the truth that we were singing this morning. God is good. So now I've got a dilemma. How do I match up what I'm seeing and experiencing with the truth of his word? Am I talking to real Christians here? Okay. Because either I have to pull the truth down, diminish it, and say, actually, he's not really that good. Because look at my circumstances. Or, alternatively, I have to cause my faith to rise until I can see with the eye of faith what he sees. Because he is so big, he's transcendent, He's outside of this dimension of time which he created. Means because he's outside of it, he can see the end from the beginning, everything in between, all at the same time. He knows what the final outcome is, what it is. And in a sense, he's already in our future. That's why he can say to us, it's going to be okay. I've got you, I've got this. In fact, I've already written the book. I've already committed it to paper what the end is going to be. You call it the book of Revelation. That gives us great hope, tremendous courage to hold on and to keep holding on even though we're navigating through some circumstances that appear to be the exact opposite of his word to us. So, okay, do not fear, do not be discouraged. So we become encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Yay, yay. Come on, God is with us. We can surely do this. Now we've been wandering around, Okay, now come on. It's time to get up off your blessed assurance and go for it. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's stand. Just as we bring our time to a close and then we're going to have uh, sharing some water baptism together, it's going to be great fun I believe the Lord while this has perhaps been a little bit sobering in the way in which I've been delivering it 
But I've been trusting that the Spirit is doing something in the deep parts of your being. You see, I can give you candy floss and you can get a great sugar rush. You've seen that with kids, right? You give them candy floss, yay! And then they get the sugar rush and it's yay! on steroids. And then soon after, they crash. What good is that? No. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to put something deep in the inside of you. That you get a strength of internal fortitude. You know what? I am going after God and His purposes. And it's got nothing to do with the circumstances. Mosque or no mosque. Curfew or no curfew. Mandate or no mandate. You're tracking with me. God is good or He isn't. It cannot be dependent on the conditions of our circumstances. True? His truth of who He is is universal across the ages. So I'm aligning my heart. Get that word of alignment? God spoke to us a prophetic word at the beginning of 2020 that He was going to bring us into a season of alignment. You know, you go to the chiropractor? Sometimes, some of you. All right. And when your spine is out of alignment, they bring it back into alignment. And sometimes... There's a whole lot of crackle and popping going on. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable. Coming into alignment isn't always easy, but it's necessary. And we're in the season where we are coming into alignment internally, our hearts, with the truth of who He is. And He's causing us to come straight. He's making the crooked ways straight. It's not always the crooked ways out there. Sometimes he's making the crooked ways in here. He's making them straight. Why? Because he's getting us ready to pass the test. Yay! He's getting us ready. Holy Spirit, would you be at work deep inside of us. Lord, our heart's desire, our cry from the wall, from the depths of our being. Lord, we want to be aligned with you and your truth and your purposes and your plans for our lives and for our families, for our present and for our future. But Lord, way more than immediate comfort, we're asking truth in the inmost parts of our being. So cause an alignment to take place that we would see you for who you really are. Let hope arise. Let faith arise. Holy Spirit, let a supernatural courage and boldness come upon us, your people, right now, today. Strengthen us 
with an inner fortitude to believe you that the best is yet to come. You are the victorious one and you're causing us to be victorious. Hallelujah. So even so, Lord, as we're going through all of this, let your, your presence rest upon us like a supernatural shield, a cocoon. Let grace, oh, grace be our portion. Your grace is enough. Peace flood our hearts and our minds. Let peace so fill the container of my mind that there's no more room for anxiety and fear. Peace be still in Jesus' name. Thank you that you are our provider and our protector. Thank you, Lord. You've got this and you've got us. Hallelujah. Can we just begin to praise him? Just give him a shout of praise. Thanksgiving.